Autumn, what is the longest you've ever run? Ooh, that's run. Yeah, like the longest distance you've ever run. Run. So I have a question. Mm -hmm. How are we defining running? You pick. Choose your own definition. (laughs) Uh, Like, like, is this anything from like a a brisk walk? Is this like running? (laughs) Like my heart? Is this, is this, (laughs) is this cardio level? I have to get at least 145 beats per minute. Whatever you call running. (laughs) What's the longest distance? The farthest, maybe about three miles. Three miles? Probably about three miles. Would you ever do 13.1 miles? Never. I have arthritis in my knees, folks. Oh, yeah. I will never run anywhere near that. Three miles is like, I'm I'm done. Even walking three miles, like I have to rest my knees. Well, three miles, that's a 5K. Yeah, and I feel like that's great. Like, I feel like health-wise, if I can run, do that, and like, you know, just be well afterwards, like, you know, not be mm. like completely out of breath and run in a, a decent time frame for my age. I will be very excited about that. Would you ever do a run Disney 5K? I would do a run Disney 5K, yes. Yeah. That's the max amount of running I will ever do. Yeah. <laughs> and so there be, there better be a prize at the end. Hopefully, now I know that there's characters yeah. during the race. That's yeah. Cool. What if like, do you think you'd like your form would improve if like Gaston is there waving? Mm, I'm not. Gaston doesn't do it for me, but uh, let's see. Yeah, who's gonna spice Hercules? It? Oh, okay. yeah, <laughs> yeah, Hercules. You mean Hercules? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Hello there, friends, and welcome to the Easy Dizit Podcast, a podcast all about travel planning and Disney entertainment through the lens of mindfulness, behavioral health, and humor. I'm Justin, a hyper-nerd travel planner. And I'm Autumn, a new Disney enthusiast. I'll bet you 13.1 miles that you're going to enjoy today's episode. And if you do, please be so kind as to subscribe and leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. We would appreciate that a great deal. I know I say it every episode, and it might just be background noise, so I'm going to switch it up. Please, if you will, review Apple Podcasts. Thank you. So yeah, also tell your friends. That'd be great. Tell your friend, your Disney-loving friends about us. And uh, please help spread the word by telling the water crew at the 8th mile. In between ringing cowbells and picking up those little paper cups that people just can't seem to get in the trash can, they might need something to keep them busy. Uh, Especially during that long stretch of time between most people pass them and when I come shuffling by. Today on the show, we are talking to a new friend, Sonia, about her experience with Run Disney Races. But first, we've got news, trivia, and mailbag with the Gatorade goo to my 10th mile bonk, Autumn. (laughs) Gatorade goo. That's fun. That's fun. I don't want to get in the habit of explaining all of these, but 10th mile bonk. Yeah. That's, yeah, when your muscles, you need, you run out of glycogen, you got it. Autumn got it. No, I like that I'm the goo. You're the goo to my bonk, baby. And if I I could add, you have a very lovely introduction, introduction, Justin. Thank you. But I would like to to add that if any of you have any ins with Duty and Burke, if you you could let them know about our podcast, because I just think it would be great for those that don't know Duty and Burke. Uh, has a collection of bags that they come out with every year with Disney um, characters on it. And uh-huh. how cool would it be to have Dooney and Burke but Easy Dizit, like our logo oh, on it or our faces. Wow. Because we're that beloved by everybody. So if you have yeah. any connections, even if you don't, heck, write into Dooney and Burke um, because we, I love you, Dooney and Burke, and we would be honored uh, to have something of our podcast put on a, on a bag. Sounds like a, two things. You're trying to get a sponsorship for Dooney and Burke. It could be. All right. And second thing, uh, here's a 10-year goal. You know, here's a, a 500-episode goal. We we got to we got to get on those uh Dooney and Burke purse. Is I'm it? I'm about it. All right. More um, more more Dooney and Burke to come this episode. Yeah. Well, oh, we saw a Dooney and Burke purse yesterday. We did. Oh, yeah. Justin, I you it was your find, so why don't yes. you share about that? So we were in the frozen section of our local Walmart on a Saturday night, one of my favorite <laughs> places to be. Uh, this is true. Yeah, we were with Darwin. We were picking up uh, ice cream. We were going to make some ice cream sundaes. And someone strolled by, and we had been talking about Dooney and Burke purses. And she had a uh, the dogs, the Disney dogs Dooney and Burke purse. And I pointed out. I said, hey, is that a Dooney and Burke? And she's like, absolutely. And I'll talk to you about it for a little while, too. It was, And we did. Yeah, and I'm so just high five to you, Justin, for spotting the bag because mm-hmm. I would I didn't see it. Mm. Um, so it was cool to, to see one in person. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the benefits of ADHD. It- <laughs> <laughs> when there's a squirrel, I will see it. 
<laughs> well, right. <laughs> um, so thank you for seeing that squirrel. Yeah, and it was really nice. And shout out to, um, we didn't have our cards because we wanted to give them. But if you're listening, if you happen to be listening and a guy and a gal stopped you at Walmart yesterday evening in uh, that was us. New Haven County, you know, that was us. And yeah. thank you. Yeah. Before we get into highly suspect headlines, mm. let's talk a little bit about our giveaway. Autumn, would you like to uh, would you like to talk about our giveaway? If you haven't already heard, our giveaway is a hundred dollars, a hundred dollars of Batuu Spira. Mm. Okay, so Batuu Spira is a Disney gift card um, that's in the form of it's really beautiful a metal coin. Easy if you go to Easy Dizit, if you're on uh, Instagram, you can see it. Justin made a cool little video of it. Um, it's usable anywhere that Disney gift cards are accepted, so that includes Shop Disney, Disney stores, Disney theme parks, cruise lines, um, and of course, obviously, the Planet of Batu itself. So we're giving this <laughs> we're giving this one hundred dollars away. What's the catch? What do you got to do? How do you do it? Yes. So to do this, all you have to do is to enter is to like and comment on one of the giveaway posts on our Instagram or Facebook page so you go to instagram facebook easy Dizzy. Mm -hmm. justin has already made you can scroll through several posts about the 100 dollars between spirit so you are to like and comment on that post you can then sign up for easy Diz mail okay through the link wait i have to sign up for easy Diz mail yes so you're gonna have me on your email list yes are you gonna send me a bunch of a bunch of spam we will not no no okay Cool. <laughs> we will not. Um, there will be some cool things that you can sign up for later, though, and, and news alerts that you'll get. Yeah. Um, it'll be no more than a monthly yes. news yes. email. Yes. Thank yeah. you. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, no, we don't. We know how it can feel to be on the uh, receiving end of spammy. Yeah. So we do not want to do. And we've got this podcast. I've only got so much to say. So once a month <laughs> at the max. Yep. Yes, yes. So like and comment on a Batuan Spirit on our Facebook or Instagram and then go to our website and sign up for Easy Diz Mail. Some ground rules. Um, enter by 5 p.m. on December 6th. Mm -hmm. 5 p.m. December 6th. Just That's the deadline. It's coming up quick, friends. Mm -hmm. And then the live drawing will be held on Facebook on December 7th. So yeah, find those social media posts. Oh, by the way, uh, if you want to find them all in one place, just go to easydizit.com. Easydizit.com. We got the, all the posts lined up right there for you on their own giveaway page. And you just click through, click on all those links, do your hyperlinks, do your web checks, and we're done talking about the giveaway. <laughs> Let's get into some highly suspect headlines. Let's do it. Okay, Autumn. So you know how we do it, but some of our new friends might not know how we do a highly suspect headline. So let me tell you a little bit about it. What we're going to do is I'm going to read some headlines, and some of these headlines will be legit. They'll be real factual headlines that are true. And some of these headlines will be, let's say, malarkey. And <laughs> it'll be up to Autumn to sift through and discard the malarkey and, and find the gems of truth and veracity and mount them on silver filigree settings. Okay. <laughs> Alright? That's, that's a I lot. Feel, I'm nervous. That's a lot of expectation. I'm, I feel like I'm that. selling highly suspect headlines hard today. You are selling it. Alright, first one. At Disney's request, Peter Jackson removed swearing from The Beatles' Get Back. So, new documentary on Disney Plus, The Beatles' Get Back. It's a new documentary, mm -hmm. and... Disney saying they want to take away swearing. Right? Yeah, at Disney's request, Peter Jackson, the director, removed the swearing from the movie. False. That is false. Yes. That is Can false. I tell you how I knew it was please, false? Please. Okay. So one, I was scanning my brain because I'm like, I know there's been swears in Disney movies. That <laughs> yeah. seen. It's not a lot. But what I remembered specifically was we most recently watched The Color of Friendship and there was some some language in there that I was like, wow, Whoa. Disney said this and Disney did this like 25 years ago. Yeah. And it's they could have edited well, that it. That movie was didn't. about race and those were yes. like racial slurs you're talking yeah. about, right? They but I said if they are... Content they could have it though. Yeah. I'm just thinking, you know what I mean? They could, they could, or have chosen to not have it in. Yeah. Um, so that was that was one thing I was thinking about. Yeah, I don't think. No. So listen to this. Disney tried it. So the real headline is Peter Jackson refused Disney's request to remove swearing from the Beatles' Get Back. They tried. Because Disney uh, mm. Plus, they they're kind of selling it. They want it to be like a real family streaming service. Yeah. So, Peter Jackson refused to follow Disney's request to remove all bad language at the insistence of the band's remaining members and the family of George Harrison. 
so here, here's a quote from Peter Jackson. Peter Jackson of uh, Lord of the Rings, Peter Jackson. Oh. He's like a legit, he's a yeah, dude. You're not telling him what to do. He's a dude. Disney wanted to remove all the swearing, and Ringo, Paul, yeah. and Olivia, who's George Harrison's widow, said, that's how we spoke. That's how we talked. That's how we want the world to see us. The truthfulness of this is important to them, and they don't want to whitewash. They don't want it to be sanitized. That's Peter Jackson's quote. Yeah, I mean, that's what would happen, right? Then yeah. I, I agree. No, I agree. You're st- so you're standing okay. behind Peter Jackson on this. I'm firmly standing behind and Peter Ringo. Jackson. And Ringo. I think you can still have family. First of all, when you're talking about a family, there's all sorts of kinds of families, yeah. right? So to me, that also tells me that Disney still has a very narrow nuclear vision of, of a family. Yeah. You know, family could just be two grown adults. That's family true. Family can be... You know what I mean? Yeah. Family can be adult children. Family. I mean, you, of course, you can have. A, I, I think that their so their vision has been maybe more uh, set. Family and not expanded. Family is code for kids. I think it's like right. It's like they're saying. Yeah. Uh, kids under like everyone. Uh, yeah, a whole range of ages could watch this together. Yes. And that being a family yes. would be a group of people with a range of ages. Sure. Interesting, though, like Disney Plus trying to make it, what they're doing is they're putting, because they have Fox now. And Fox has like a lot of content that is like not family, and things, like Die Hard and things like that. Yeah. But that's going on Hulu in America. But in other countries, this is interesting, I got from this article, it's going on Star. And Star mm-hmm. is featured on the same page as Disney Plus. So it's like they get it bundled together. So Walking Dead is still showing up next to Bluey. Yeah, um, that's that's interesting. <clears throat> huh? So maybe that's a thing they didn't uh, think about when it comes to yeah, when you come to, to buying all these other channels, right? Or mm-hmm. like there's gonna be like you, you're who you are and and who you're targeting, right? And who's gonna be watching your your demographic? Yeah. is the word I'm looking for, right? Is gonna they're trying to like change. expand their content without destroying like the core Disney image I think and that's why they're pushing this other stuff on Hulu um, but yeah you're gonna have a documentary about the Beatles there's probably gonna be right. some swearing if you want it to be an honest and if you don't then don't hire Peter Jackson hire some schmo you know and the Beatles still might say no because eh? it sounded like some that's of true. them they said the, yeah. no the Beatles and maintain they... and they always have like historically like a tight grip on their own IP, whether it's their like their yes. records or their image, their their likenesses. And I dig I dig that. And and really, right? Disney is trying to do or would do the same, right? Like they're trying. Absolutely. So I would. I uh, hope they. Uh, it sounds like they did respect that, and maybe just put a little warning on it. So <laughs> there you go. Yeah, everything's got ratings. Yeah. All right. Next one: the wonderful world of Disney magical holiday celebration. Ears Sunday, November twenty eighth. That's tonight. That's tonight. 7 to 9 p.m. Oh, that's... I... <laughs> sure, yes. Yeah, I couldn't figure out a way to make this one, like, fake news. It's just it's just straightforward news. Hey, it was Slim Pickens with news this week, yes. everybody. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, the wonderful world of Disney Magical Hol- Holiday Celebration here tonight. We're missing it, or we missed We're it. We're missing it. Oh, yeah. yeah. Can go back and but, watch it? Yeah, we'll go back and watch it. I hope I wouldn't bring it up on the podcast if people couldn't go back and watch it. It'll either mm. be on Disney Plus or... YouTube, you can just Google it. I wonder if Wolfie will be in it this year. Here's the bad news, though. Um, and I'm sorry this didn't come out yesterday to, like, brace people for the impact, but that means, since that's airing tonight, 7 to 9 p.m., that there will be no new episodes of Celebrity Wheel of Fortune. Oh! Yeah, sorry, everybody. <laughs> sorry, Grandpa. <laughs> the two-hour show will include performances of holiday classics from... All right, you're going to tell me if you know any of these people. The Hugh siblings and DeVos, no. as well as performances by Jimmy Allen. No. Kristen Chenoweth. I know her. No. She's a Broadway actress. Oh. Uh, Darren Chris. No. Brett Eldridge. No. All caps, one word, need to breathe. Who are these? Switchfoot. No, this is weird. <laughs> Disney only goes with like really big names. Here's some more. Nora Jones. Yes. Nora Jones. Oh, Nora's great. Help me Don't out. Don't know why. Oh, okay, okay, okay. You can uh, that out. Gwen Stefani. Okay, there yeah, we go, number two. One. Thank and you. And last one, Sebastian Yatra. Nope. <laughs> Are we old or out of touch or what? Maybe they're all younger people. I yeah. feel like maybe there are more people that are like, not necessarily like movie, Broadway singers and actors. This uh, this one, Need to Breathe, all with all caps and one word, That's that just sounds like a very 
young band that I'm yeah. not familiar with. Yeah, that also could be it. <laughs> well, I was thinking you were going to say Jonas Brothers, who at least they, I know. What? Well, I know Jonas them. Brothers? And they're young. Are they're they like still alive? Young. They're still alive. <laughs> they're younger than us. They're definitely still alive. <sighs> all right, all right. I have nothing more to say about this. No. So let's move on to the next headline. Okay, number three. Number three. Market analyst suggests... Disney-owned Metaverse is bound to succeed. Disney's own? Yeah, Disney's own Metaverse is bound to succeed. True. That is a true headline, yes. So the headline, actually, it's it's an editorial, kind of. You know, it's not like, um, this isn't like a news headline. Yeah. But basically, this market analyst wrote an opinion piece. And we should say right up front that he owns Disney stock. He has a long position uh, on Disney stock. Okay. Uh, he and his... I, uh, mind. We talked a bit about the metaverse in previous weeks, that Disney's metaverse is going to be the one that's going to succeed. So uh, if you haven't heard before, basically metaverse, it's uh, it's a term to describe a 3D virtual world that's inhabited by real people through the use of avatars. So think about, you know, you're, you have a virtual reality headset on and you're interacting with other people around the world. Different companies have been talking a lot about this lately, Facebook being probably the biggest one, rebranding their company name to Meta. And there's two different strategies, right? You can have a decentralized metaverse. And this is what, you know, I think is people in sci-fi, like this is what we'd expect. And decentralized being that, like the internet is decentralized. You can connect my webpage to your webpage, to someone else's webpage. Um, it's all connected mm -hmm. and no one really just owns the meta. Right. And then there's this idea of like a centralized universe where like you go to the metaverse and it is owned by a company and that's where you go. And I mean, which one do you think Disney would do? Yeah, right? Like, I mean, it's going to be overseen by a large body. Perhaps a totalitarian yeah. metaverse, you might say. Yeah, exactly. Uh, which could be good because they're going to want it to be like a family metaverse, right? So if we think about, you know, the previous thing about them erasing foul language, uh, I think that's what we come to expect from the metaverse. And that's kind of why I disagree with this guy who's writing this article. Because he says like, well, Disney has the IP, you know, and they do. And he's confident in their ability to do tech. And he says that they're not going to sleep on it like they slept on the internet. So we talked about previous episodes too, that Disney had an opportunity to get involved with uh, the early internet and they kind of slept on it. I well, now that we've just have watched and like read a lot on the early days of Disney, I get it. Like that wasn't where their head, you know what I mean? Like there was other things. They weren't, yeah, 90s they weren't trying to do internet. They're trying to do other things. Well, they didn't did know about internet because they were old white guys. Sure. And they well, didn't they, know about they, the internet. They had the, well, they still had the most like access to being able to have it. I just don't think it was the focus of what they were trying they're, to do. They were in the middle of like building and right and like really no, getting. They, they had come from a spot where they were like losing money and like yeah, trying. To they were something. making. They were making movies and building theme parks. Yeah, they weren't trying to do the internet. Yeah, but then they're, they did try and do the internet, and they were well, too late. They were too late. Really and they spent idea. a lot of money on it and they were too late. So if they're going to do it, then they're going to do it. Maybe they have some people in the company now that understand these things. Maybe. Listen, I don't know. Bob Iger is gone, though. He seems like he would be. He's, he's, he's like the innovator. He's. I see him as. Uh, so he's he's gone. still on the board, I think. Of some, yeah, oh, he's okay. still on the board. He's just not the CEO. Uh, yeah, that sounds stressful. I probably want to <laughs> go for a board position. How long has he been there? 10 years? I don't know. Iger? I don't know, but I love that guy. I, I, I do. Iger. I want to meet him. Yeah, he seems like a real cool cat. Also, Bob, Bob Iger, if you are listening, um, thanks. That's all I want to say. Thank I you. thought it was going to be a Dooney and Burke thing. I thought... <laughs> well, well, if, if you are listening uh, and you have any connections specifically to Tiana. Question. Dooney and Burke bag, I would really appreciate that. <laughs> He'll work that out for you. Question. <laughs> yes. Would you buy a Bob Iger Dooney and Burke bag? Okay. What is it just his face on? Yeah, it's What's his the... face. And like, but like, <laughs> it's a pattern of his face all over the bag. In different poses, like smiling, contemplating life, um, maybe like a smoldering <laughs> okay. kind so of. So not right now in my life. Uh -huh. Do I think, as a, as someone, like I said earlier, I announced myself as a new to Disney enthusiast. Okay. I think I need to be later on in my journey to 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 do that. So I don't think right now I'm prepared to carry around that bag. Mm -hmm. But possibly in the future. I would. I would rock a would. Bob Iger, Dooney and Burke 
purse. That would be the one. And I think that would be the one time Justin would let me spend money on a purse and actually be (laughs) relatively okay with it. Was if it. All right. I don't. I would. I wouldn't spend three hundred dollars to have Bob Iger on my purse. (laughs) Hundred dollars. But if I saw it at like a a yard sale for like fifteen bucks, yeah, I'd grab that. All right. (laughs) Last headline: Disney's Encanto, Disney Animation's sixtieth film does poorly with critics, but great at the box office. So I'm thinking of the, oh my god, the awful Eternals, which was, did good in the box office, but bad with reviews. Reviews. Except my buddy Dan. My buddy Dan liked it. He's the first person Who's I saw that liked it. Dan Calloway. Dan oh, Cat. he went and saw it. Yeah, episode three. Yeah. <laughs> oh, oh, wait, we should, okay, Dan should come back on and talk to us I about think, it. I think, I think maybe he'll uh, convince us otherwise. Maybe we um, need to see it again. So After Dan said he liked it. We're good at the box office. Yes. True. False. Oh, you almost uh, got another perfect day. I did. So this is false. Encanto is Disney's, Disney Animation's 60th film, and critics say it's among the best. It's uh, 93% fresh on Rotten Tomatoes, Ooh. and just like the professional critics, the reviews are kind of glowing. Oh, it's just doing really well around. Yeah, they say the music is great. They say, uh, I think one of the yeah, they said the music is spellbinding. They love the animation style the, from the diversity point of view. That it's a storyline, you know, based in Colombia, mm-hmm. and it's just it's a story based in Colombia. That's awesome. Uh, so yeah, are you familiar with the storyline at all? No, it seems like it's a family, and they have some. Powers, yeah, and magic it's family. like questioning if this the main character has them or not. No, yeah, magic family. The one nice. character, the main character, doesn't have the powers, but she's got to save the day. So okay, yeah, seems really cool. I, I, I the colors to me, I just saw beautiful, and again, actually reminded me a lot of Princess and the Frog, like mm. some of the the design and. Mm. Um, we should go see it next week. Yeah, yeah. I, I think I that's one to see in the theater. Oh, I'm glad. I'm glad that's doing well. That's it for highly suspect headlines. All right. What's up next, Bob? So now it's time for A Stumps J. A Stumps J. What what is that? That is when uh, I, Autumn, uh, try to stump my lovely dear over here, Justin, Mm -hmm. uh, with uh, Disney news of my choosing. Um, Anything related. So this could be Disney World, Universal, Disneyland. Not news. Trivia, uh, right? Disney Channel. I'm sorry, trivia. Yes, trivia. I do Um, the news, you do the trivia. That's it. Stay in your lane, kids. So I typically have four. Sometimes I, I... I get excited or I have a theme and I might do more than that. But today it's four. Are okay. you ready? I am. And, and just one more thing. If, if people haven't heard this segment before, uh, I always get them right. <laughs> Important to note. He doesn't. He's, he, you try and you've, you've had some good, you've had some strong streaks. We'll see how you do today. All right. I'm ready. So I'm going Bust to announce. Here. No. <laughs> so today there is a theme and the theme is Dooney and Burke, specifically <laughs> Disney Dooney and Burke bags. I was joking and I'm gonna talk is that real? <laughs> it's real. Okay. <laughs> okay. Um, so, <laughs> so, um, so we're going to go through this. And at the end, I'll talk a little bit about, because I'm sure many of you are thinking, why Autumn? And those of you that know me know I'm not a purse person, so you're probably like, why Autumn? I'll get there. You ready, Justin? Is Let's it, start. Can I forfeit? No. Can, no? <laughs> All right, ready? ready? What year did um, Disney, Dooney, and Burke bags start? I think you it's, can get this. it's a about relatively this. recent innovation. That would be correct. And I know that, well, from my chat with the lady at Walmart, the Disney dog bag, she had the first Dis- uh, Dooney and Burke Disney dog, and that was 2018. And I know that was kind of what like made started making them popular, I think. So I'm going to knock it back a few years. I'm going to say 2014. That's a good guess. It's actually a little older than that. Okay. So it's a 2009 was actually the first oh. year. And they started, the theme was more like cartoon sketches. Um, oh. So the first was like a Mickey, but it was like a very different, um, you know, the theme and the other elements to the bag that, that exist today weren't there. It was okay. more basic. But 2009, so a little okay. over a decade now. Okay. Good well, guess. I'm learning a lot more about... Uh, Disney, high-end Disney apparel uh, You're gonna, in the form of handbags. Listen, well, I see you, now when we go to Disney, this is going to be important information to know. Mm. Okay, number two. There is something unique about Dooney and Burke Disney bags in regards to its design. Mm-hmm. What is it? Well, it's got to be that they cost $300. <laughs> they don't all cost $300. 
You can get right. them cheaper than that. Unique to their design. So now I've seen a couple of these bags because you've put on a couple hours of Dooney and Burke. Dooney and I've Burke infiltrated his YouTube brain. YouTube <laughs> videos. So I'm trying to envision. Okay, well at the bottom there's metal studs, but I guess a lot of purses have those. But yeah, um, unique. Think about this. Unique to the design. Okay, that the, so they're not all they're they're they're, they're not all uh, identical. How so? While the patterns in the leather may be the same, uh, they the placement of the different items will be different based on. Ding ding ding! Justin got it. Yes. Thanks, so the pattern placement is different from bag to bag. So what does this mean for all of you future <laughs> and current duty and work? Uh, bag holders. This means that there's a real like um, exclusivity. So every bag, each bag has its own unique pattern. Mm. So the one, if you get to go to a store, a Disney store, and get it, mm. you can actually look at each of the same similar design bag, but get one with placement. So say uh, you wanted the one with all the Disney dogs on it. Um, there's yeah, gonna be different dogs in different places. So say you really like, I don't know, Pluto. And you really want Pluto on the back, or you yep. really want Pluto on the side, right under the Dooney and Burke little metal piece. You can look for that. But it also means that everybody has a unique bag. Like, no one else has the exact bag that you have. And I love that. I think that's such a great, and it's very Disney. Okay. Thank you. <laughs> I think that's... I, I, expect, I expect no other reaction from you, Justin. All right, number three. <laughs> number three. For, for ultimate... Listen, carefully. For ultimate accessorization. Okay. Did I pronounce that Which is that important. Right? I, I can't pronounce it. I did. That. For ultimate accessorization, mm -hmm. Disney has released coordinating blank to go along with Disney and Burke bags. All right. So what do you coordinate with your bag? Well, a clutch. Clutches are kind of a purse. Okay. It's just another bag. So this right. is not a bag. I'll tell you, this is not a bag. What's something else that you can get that can match? Well, I guess your, your necklaces and bracelets you'd want to coordinate no, and earrings. Hats. Final guess. Yeah, I'm going to go with hats. It's uh, actually a magic band. So they make magic oh. bands to go along with certain... So say like the Tiana one. I don't think there's one for Tiana, but I really like that one. So there are like certain magic bands, right? Like so I could get the Tiana purse and then have the Tiana matching uh, magic band. Okay. That makes That's sense. That's cool. That makes and sense. And I think that, again, right, if you have... Uh, somebody, you know, as you work with families too, that really love a certain character or whatever, it might be a cool piece of info for you to know. Okay. Yeah. You want your magic band to match? Is that something that's important to you? Oh, you mean like my like travel planning? Uh, yeah, my yeah, yeah, yeah. I, don't I know think if, if it hasn't come up yet, mm -hmm. but if it does come up, I'm, is it okay if I just direct them to you yes, for all doing <laughs> questions? Please. I'm really okay. gonna do more reading on this. Because I wouldn't. I think this is gonna be my like niche. Yeah, and I don't want to step outside my field of expertise, and I feel like I have a resource <laughs> here in you. So I'll just direct them towards you. You're the Dooney and Burke department of Justin with Unlocking the Magic Travel. So uh, listen, I'm gonna get one of these bags and I'm gonna put a, just a giant, this is gonna be just a beautiful picture of me smiling so big on our website. <laughs> and I'm gonna have all the DMB facts for you. Okay, so last one and then there's a bonus. Last one, what store in Magic Kingdom can you find the Dooney and Burke bags? This you might know, because you do know. What store in? Magic Kingdom. Um, I'm. I really. I couldn't name you all the stores. I'm just gonna say the Emporium because that's the big store. You know, that's a good guess, and, and that's what I thought. It's not. They're never sold in the Emporium. Okay. They're actually sold in Magic Kingdom in Uptown Jewelers. Oh, okay. With the more expensive stuff. That's right. Because I was thinking, oh, the Emporium, everything's there. Yeah. But no, they don't sell them there. I guess that makes sense. Yeah, I wouldn't like see them there in my head. Yeah, I, it makes sense to have that them with cool. nicer stuff. Um, all right. Bonus question. How many stores in each park house Dooney and Burke bags? Well, going based on what that how that last one went, mm -hmm. I'm gonna say there's only one store in each park that you can get a Dooney and Burke. Ding ding ding! So Justin, right. you got two. Wow. Out of five, right? That's pretty. I mean, you don't know anything about purses in Dooney and Burke. That's a great. That's yeah. great. So yeah, there's one. Um, I didn't, I checked, I didn't write them down, I should have. But yeah, so there's one place, Magic Kingdom, which is Uptown Jewelers. Um, there's one place in Epcot, one place in Magic Kingdom, Magic Kingdom and one um, store in Hollywood Studios. So if you're interested in the bags and you want to know where to go, mm -hmm. Disney can be overwhelming and there's a lot of stores, but if you are looking for a Dooney and Burke Disney bag, um, look, you can look it up. There's one store in every park that has them. Also, if you're not interested in those bags or paying for those bags, still look them up so you know which stores to avoid. 
Yes. Yes. <laughs> and, and also know that you can find, so a lot of them, so once they're sold, they're done. They're uh-huh. all, every, all of these bags are limited edition. Yeah. Um, so what you can sometimes do, what I am trying to do right now is to find one online that somebody bought and it's like reselling. Mm. And there's not a lot. Like the one I want, the Tiana one, there's literally three bags. And you oh, see like yeah. the same person selling them in different, trying to sell them in different places. Yeah. Um, so I put an offer in actually this evening. Well, that's a good cliffhanger. So tune in next week to hear yes. if Autumn's uh, offer on that Dunianberg Princess Tiana bag gets accepted. Yes. Please think about me. If praying is something you do, pray. If not, just think about me. Okay. Pray. <laughs> We're praying on this bag, though. Save your prayers. Too this, much? Yeah. It's too much. <laughs> I'm not a particularly religious man, but <laughs> I feel like that's crossed the line. <laughs> You're right, you're right. Um, well, and that's all for A Stumps J. Thank you all for listening again. If you in really getting into the Duty and Burke bags, I'd love to hear stories. Or like if you have Duty and Burke bags, if you have photos of bags. Send in some pictures. I learned that a lot. Yeah, a lot of like this is a thing. Like people are into just collecting these bags. Send in pictures, just write in and tell us about like how you got one. Mm-hmm. Uh, we really would love to hear it. Yep, bottom would really love to hear that. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, everybody. <laughs> All right. Next up is Mailbag. Oh, yeah. So Mailbag this week. Uh, some of those social media posts that we were talking about before, I'm going to read off some of these responses to some of the posts that we did to, to win this $100 oh, gift card. Okay. So one of the posts, it was a, we posted a picture of you as a purple Twi'lek. A Twi'lek <laughs> is a, an alien species from Star Wars. With the head tails, so long head tails in purple. She's right there on the front in the purple jumpsuit. Looking pretty good as a Twi'lek, I gotta say. <laughs> it does suit me. I feel like yeah. when I look at it, I'm like, oh. Yeah. That's yeah. Fine. I can be one. So here's some of so the to enter you had to name Autumn's character here. So Dave writes in. Uh, the purple chocolate. <laughs> yes. He's got the really? accent on the E too. Oh, yeah. the purple chocolate. Well, thank you. <laughs> I don't, I, it's a nice title. Uh, Sparkle says violet hornstress. <laughs> oh, ah, it's a little seductive. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All uh, right. I mean, I must look good in purple. Yeah. And. and <laughs> Twi'leks, not to get dark, but Twi'leks, uh, Twi'lek females are often uh, exported as uh, concubines and slaves. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah. Well, Jabba uh, the Hutt had a Twi'lek, so that a green makes Twi'lek. Sense, then. Mm-hmm. But the the picture of you is not is she looks to be like an engineer of some or something. Yes, I get it. I do look like a picking butt. Mm-hmm. Managerial kind of thing. Yes. <laughs> uh, Susan offers. Rashi Sitra, which is nice. That's beautiful. Yeah, Rashi Sitra. Oh, thank you, Susan. Wow, we got a lot of responses. Yeah, and there's one more here from Nanook Nunez on uh, Instagram. He gave a suggestion, but he also provided like a lot of, this guy knows a lot about Twi'leks too. So uh, it's the very Twi'lek sounding name that I'm going to struggle to pronounce, but Aoyim Dano. Aoyim Dano. Aoyim, I like that. Aoyim. Aoyim. Dano. Dano. I think. (laughs) So which one of those, so for your your character now, which isn't necessarily Twi'lek, which one of those do you like? The Purple Chocolate, Violet (laughs) Hornstress, Rashi Citra, or Aoyim Dano? Well, chocolate. I mean, that's that just made me giggle. (laughs) That's just good. Can you imagine walking aboard the Star Cruiser and just be like, that's me. Yeah, no. The Purple Chocolate. I feel like I want that to be... I don't know. Like I feel like that. I don't know. Maybe that's like a nickname. But yeah. but I think name oh, yeah. name. I think Susan. I think that one. Rashi Sitra has like a has a nice like the other ones are a little bit sensual mm-hmm. and it still has that sound. But it but it's not a little less obvious. I okay. Guess. Okay. So there a little you go. more managerial. <laughs> <laughs> so we got a new character name for Autumn. Yes. Thanks, Susan. So Thank yeah, the, the drawing for this is still random. We do appreciate the input though, and uh, Susan Drake won her own little prize of being able to name Autumn's character. Yeah. Thanks, Susan. Yeah, thank you, Susan. All right, uh, we also asked the question in the video where I was showing that one hundred dollar uh, Batoon Spirit gift card off. What would you do with a hundred dollar gift card? Oh, I'm so excited to hear these. So, objective focus from Instagram says a gift from my mother. Oh, yeah. my 
That's really so nice. Sweet. Ain't that sweet? In response to that, someone named Papa JLo says, Easy dizzit, I would buy a gift for your mother. She's a nice lady. <laughs> but here's the voice I read it in. Easy dizzit, I would buy a gift for your mother. <laughs> She's a real nice lady. <laughs> so thanks, Papa JLo. That's a little aggressive. <laughs> That's just how I read it. <laughs> wow. Um, all right. So would your mom, how would your mom feel about this question? <laughs> Justin's mom, I hope you're listening. All right. And then also, so Dave writes in, perhaps some adult beverages on the Galactic Star Cruiser when we go in April. How cool is that? We got a listener going, going on the Star soon. Cruiser. Oh. That's awesome. Yeah, and I said, uh, please tell us about it. And he said, it'll keep us up to date. So that'd be great if we got to talk please. to Dave about that. We really would love to hear. Yeah, we don't know anyone else that's gone. We know yeah. that they're booked a few months out already. So Yeah, that's great. That's exciting. Thank you for writing in. Um, also, Sparkle Hudson says, I would use the money to help pay for my next Disney vacation. Oh, nice. That'd be All great. Right, solid. Yeah. yeah, Disney's expensive. It certainly is. And then the last entry here, uh, we put up a picture of uh, Darwin, our daughter Darwin, mm -hmm. from when we went to... Storyland. Storyland. Yeah, she's standing in front of a measure to see how tall you are, and she's holding a cell phone in her hand. It's a good picture. Uh, and we asked people to caption it. So Sean from Instagram writes in, uh, the caption is, Hey Google, buy platform shoes. <laughs> <laughs> That's really funny. Uh, Instagram Cracker from Instagram writes in, Let me get this straight. This place is run by a mouse and the height requirement is 36 inches? I'm going to need to speak to your supervisor. <laughs> oh, that's good. That's that creative. Good. Oh, and then Instagram Cracker. <laughs> and then Deanne writes in, I need some four-inch platforms. Stat. <laughs> I saw shoes. Is yeah. that shoes? Yeah. Because she's going to get taller. Because she, she's, she's small in that picture. Yeah, yeah. She's still pretty she small. She is still pretty small. You said 34 inches right now? So she's still two inches away yeah, from... Yeah, she has her next... She has her, I realize she has her next physical on Tuesday. She's two, what, two inches away from Barnstormer. Yes. Barnstormer's 36, I think, or 35? I mean, she could because she's long enough. She's just not thick. She's just, like, long and skinny, you know? And she's got a big head. Yeah. Which we love. I Full was <laughs> really in a rush to get her on roller coasters until I got her on a roller coaster... We yes. went on the Little Dipper at Quasi, and I thought we were she was gonna die. I she was it was the most reckless thing I've done <laughs> so far as a parent. It's a very tiny like it is. I mean, I say tiny. I mean, you're not even like it, it doesn't even go around it. It's yeah. literally just like a small circle. It's a very small coaster, but like a carnival. It's deceiving. Imagine a carnival ride, even smaller. It moves around a lot, and you're inside a sharp metal box. There's no padding. Yeah. <laughs> it's just steel all around and. I was just doing everything I could to cushion her with my body. <laughs> yeah. And that's all. I mean, that's like original to its opening almost. I remember like that conversation happening 25 years ago like when I was five and six. Going yeah. On. I think the next coaster she's going on is going to be a Disney, Disney coaster. Yeah. 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 All right. So that finishes up Mailbag. On the interview segment today, we're going to talk to Sonia. Autumn, you introduced me to Sonia. Yes, I did. And I'm so glad. Uh... That she's on. I think she's talking about her Disney experience, in particular her the marathons and some of the runs she's done. That's right. That's right. Yeah, yeah. she's going to talk about Run Disney. And thank you for introducing me because it was a great interview. She got me really excited about Run Disney. Yay! So next thanks, up, thanks Sonia. Yeah, thanks Sonia. <laughs> so up next, we're going to talk to Sonia and learn what she loves about Disney and what she especially loves about Run Disney races. All righty, looking forward to that. Thanks everybody. So, Sonia, off with their heads, huh? Absolutely. Off with their heads. <laughs> I was looking at your Instagram, and I saw your you had like a running running outfit and uh, Queen of Hearts, right? Yeah, I was Queen of Hearts for one event and um, the Evil Queen for the other. Yeah, I saw that, the purple. Very cool, very cool. What was the temperature like? So, <laughs> funny you ask that. So, um, 
where Florida was a little chilly, so it was around 50. Oh, okay. Yeah, and then one of those days it was complete downpour, so. Oh my goodness. Yeah. Oh, wow. Well, thank you for coming on today to talk to us about it. Looking forward to hearing about your experience with Run Disney. I It's something that I've wanted to do myself, but things have gotten in the way and, you know, that whole COVID mess. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so you went down there recently. Was uh, that your first Run Disney event or have you done this before? No, so that was my fourth Run Disney event. I My first was in 2018. I did the, nope, 2017, I did the Marathon Weekend 5K. Okay. 18, I went back for Marathon Weekend and did the 5K, 10K. Okay, you did them both? Yeah. Okay, that's 15 Ks for everyone counting at home. Yep, there's all the Ks. <laughs> um, and then in 2019, I went in November, did the 10K and the half. Oh. Yeah, they call that the two course challenge. So did that. And then last week I did the 5k and the half. Very cool. Very cool. So a half marathon is 13.1 miles, which is a lot of miles for anyone who hasn't done that. It's, it feels like about 13 miles. Maybe start with that your first run Disney event. What what made you decide that you wanted to do that? So it was a reward to myself, to be honest with you. So okay. I had I lost 162 pounds. Whoa. Yeah. So um, I was like, all right. So if I'm gonna do this, then I'm gonna lose the weight, and as a reward, I'm gonna do this 5K. That's so cool. Because I love Disney. Let's tack on three miles on top of it. So <laughs> yeah. um, so that's what I did. I, I registered, and then I went on this weight loss journey and there's that. Was that Run Disney event your first uh, running event or had you done like a 5k before that? It was my second 5k so I wanted to see if I could do a 5k mm -hmm. before I did the Run Disney 5k. What was the difference between the two? Your first, Where was your first 5k? Like what kind of event was it? My first 5k was in Bridgeport so it was a, a color run. Okay, yep. So, you know, you're, you're running and getting splashed in the face with powder. Yeah, those look fun. <laughs> They're, they're fun till you till you breathe it in. <laughs> um, so yeah, that was, that was my first 5K. Cool. Compare and contrast that to the Disney 5K. Oh, cool <laughs> comparison. The atmosphere in Disney is fantastic. Yeah. And the characters all over the course. So there's what all over the course? Uh, Disney characters. There's all sorts of characters. Oh, people stop and get their picture taken, right? Yeah. 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 I don't think people do run Disney for like best times, right? It's kind of like. Know. That's awesome. So you you did your first one and you're like, okay, this is fun. I got to do this again. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I was like, all right, I got this. And at that time I was like, so 5K is great. Mm -hmm. I want to do more because it, it goes by really fast. So yeah, yeah, yeah. So I decided to go back for Marathon Weekend. Marathon Weekend's in um, usually the first weekend of January. Mm -hmm. um, so I went back in 2018 and did the 5K and 10K. Funny enough, that weekend was probably one of the coldest weekends. Um, really? Yep. Yeah, we were at the start line. We we're in the 30s. Good times there. <laughs> um, so I was like, "Wow, this is great. Love this. Let's let's keep let's keep the keep the energy going." So yeah. um, I was like, "I want to do one of the challenges." Run Disney has a bunch of challenges. However, Marathon Weekend, the only challenge they have includes running a 5K, a 10K, a half, and a marathon. Is that the goofy? The dopey. The dopey. That sounds dopey, yeah. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> exactly. So I was like, well, no, I'm never going to do that. So what weekend can I do where I can do a challenge? So changed from January to November, and November has the wine and dine. It coincides with the Food and Wine Festival. Yes. So 2019 went down and decided to do the two course challenge, which is the 10K and then the half. So you went down, uh, how were you there for a bit before and a bit after, or did you just go down for the races? I was there two days prior um, and a day after. So I was really down there five days. So I know like, I've, I've done a couple half marathons and the, like, the programs that I try and use, they tell you you wanna rest up the days before the race and things like that. But when I go to Disney, I walk like 10 miles. So like, what happens? Yeah, so <laughs> all that all that goes okay. out the window, right? So you spend all this time in the parks. The only thing it, it makes me do is go to bed mm. early. It okay. makes me leave the park a little early because 
But about Disney, there's this whole like break of dawn, getting up and getting right up to, to get on a bus. Yeah. Um, usually you have to be on a bus by 3 a.m. Oh yeah. Um, yeah. So, <laughs> so there's all that, but I don't. It doesn't stop me from going to the parks. Right. It just makes me come back a little earlier. All right. All right. Yeah. Because I, I was trying to figure that out, and when I was planning to go down with my older brother Josh, we kind of talked about it. It's like we can't go down there and not go to the parks. Exactly. You know. And we like we even talked about maybe we'll get some scooters or something. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, after the run, there's been one of my half marathons. I would have definitely qualified for a scooter. Like, <laughs> if anyone saw me walking, they would have said, "Give that man a scooter." <laughs> I mean, that's how I felt in 2019. I was like, "Why am I walking around the parks right now? How am I walking?" <laughs> Oh man, that's great. So, but you mentioned that um, you were like a big Disney fan, like a lifelong Disney fan? Probably since I was a freshman in high school. That's probably, that's the first time I went to Disney. We went as a family. So there were eight of my cousins and then aunts, uncles, parents. We all oh, took a trip down to Disney. A big family trip. Big family trip. That sounds trip. great. We drove down there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so 23 hours. Um, <laughs> and then... I have a, a cousin. We are the same age, um, so for our when we graduated high school, we all went down again. Cool. Um, cool. So I've just I've been addicted to Disney since. Yeah, it's a lot of fun. What What do you addict? Addiction is like a word I hear often associated with Disney. There's something about the place that makes people keep coming back. What What is it for you? It is the magic that happens, and even the littlest things, mm. from getting picked up at the airport. Mm to walking into a hotel for the first time and just staring at everything. The cast members who are operating the rides, everything is just so magical. And it takes you out of your reality, to be honest with you. Yes, yes. It's transportative, right? You're like, Mm -hmm. you're somewhere else. Exactly. I was listening to a podcast just earlier today and I, I listen to like a lot of Disney podcasts and so then this hasn't happened in a while and, and I have like a weird relationship with Disney. Like I, I like to learn about Disney. I don't necessarily need to be there. Like I like being there, but I don't always feel like a yearning to be there. But I was listening to the podcast and this is what they were they were talking about leaving Splash Mountain and the bathrooms being on the left hand side. And I just, I was there for a second and I smelt like the brominated water and like I heard like the background crowd and I'm like, oh, I want to go to Disney right now. <laughs> mm-hmm. Like by, I got the, I got a Jones and for Disney on the way home, but. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I mean, I'm already booked for April. Oh, that's awesome. That's awesome. I, I hear that's a coping thing for a lot of people when they get back, they're like, I'll just plan my next one. <laughs> yeah, whatever. Let's do this. <laughs> I like that. I plan them like three years out and it just gives us something to talk about and do, you know. What about Disney media growing up? Were, did you, were you into the Disney movies or anything like that? I actually wasn't. No. Um, never really got into them. And I can't say that I don't like any of them. I love Johnny Tsunami. <laughs> I don't know why that movie. I don't know what it is about that movie, but I love Johnny Tsunami. Was, but I don't I, know I, that. Is that a made for TV? Yeah, so it's about uh, a young man. His grandfather lives in Hawaii, so he moves to Hawaii to be with his grandfather, and he starts to learn how to surf because he was uh, a big skier from where he was. I think and I have seen yeah, so I don't know what it is about that movie, but I love that movie. <laughs> There's so many of those that I like. Oh, I've never seen that, but when someone starts talking about it, I'm like, oh yeah, 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 the surfing one, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, I've never been into honestly the the Disney movies. I mean, even right now, I have Disney Plus. I don't even watch it a lot. Mm, uh, mm. It's kind of there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you started getting to the Disney parks when at the beginning of high school, and you went again at the end of high school. And you were really so you're more of like a Disney World person than like a Disney Media person. Yeah, is that accurate? Mm-hmm. Did going to the Disney parks kind of shift you towards Disney Media at least a little bit more than you were? Did that change? Probably. I I would say yes, because I don't even think I really honestly paid attention to Disney media until I would say until I started going to the parks Mm -hmm. and even, you know, that's funny. I I, yeah, I can quote that. That's kind of like that was Walt's plan with Disneyland. He wanted the park to promote his um, movies and he wanted the movies to be able to promote the park. It's kind of a Mm -hmm. synergistic kind of thing. Mm -hmm. Uh, So you had a relationship with Disney. Uh, You enjoyed going to the parks and then you started doing run Disney. So after you started doing Run Disney, did that change the way you experienced the parks like when you weren't running? Hmm. That's a good question. 
I think, to be honest with you, it made me maybe change how I felt about certain parks because mm. my love for certain parks grew more than others. Mm. I don't know how to explain that, but it, it did sort of happen as I started to go more because of Ron Disney, because I used to be a Magic Kingdom person. Like, yes, let's lock down Main Street. And yeah. now I'm like, okay, yeah, Main Street. <laughs> like, give me all the animals in Animal Kingdom. Really? So, yeah. Oh, that's cool. That's cool. Is there more running through Animal Kingdom or? So for the half, for the wine and dine half, there is. Okay. And actually, for the race weekend in April, there's a whole 5K that happens just in Animal Kingdom. Oh, that's cool. So, yeah, and it happens at night. What? Um, that's awesome. Yeah. yeah, it's this 5K, it's a scavenger hunt, and it, you run and find these clues, but it's all in Animal Kingdom. So. I have never heard of that. That sounds yeah. awesome. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. Maybe that's what it is. When, when I'm running the half, and we're, it's it's from mile four to five and a half is when you're you're in, um, Animal Kingdom, and you're you're running through like you run through Pandora. Oh yeah, that's gonna be cool. And it's amazing. <laughs> um, you run through. You're not you're not allowed to run in the parks. That's like a big rule. Exactly. <laughs> or you know, six a.m. You can. But, <laughs> Yeah, so I don't know, maybe it's that. That's cool. Running, I, I hear there's also a lot of like, um, it can be boring at times. There's a lot of golf uh, or like open areas you run by. Yeah, so because you're trying to get from point A to point B, right? Like I was saying, for wine and dine, miles four through five and a half are in Animal Kingdom. Mm-hmm. Well, you're on highway from mile five and a half to mile 10 when you get to gotcha. um, Hollywood Studios. So it was, it's a lot of highway, gotcha. a lot of flat highway, which I hopefully appreciate. Yeah, I think, well, that's <laughs> going to be a good thing about it, Run Disney Race. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Are there, do they put things out on the highway like to entertain you at all? Yeah, there's DJs. Oh. There's DJs all over the place. There's characters. There's the um, the toy soldier men who are like harassing oh, yeah. you to hurry up. So oh, they, that's great. Yeah, so they try to keep it entertaining. They have screens that play like clips of Disney movies. Oh. So they try to keep you entertained, knowing that we're gonna make you run for like six miles on open highway. <laughs> so it's a highway, but it's like a Disney highway. It's a Disney highway. Okay. Okay. <laughs> I'm sold. <laughs> <laughs> Running, running in Disney. I have I have a hard time running, so I, I do. It's like running is the only sport I've ever done. It's running, you know. Uh, I don't have like great uh, motor coordination, <laughs> and it, I feel like it takes just a lot for me to like to run. Right? I had to like pay attention to my body and and really become mindful of my body before I could even entertain like paying attention to what was around me. You know, it and it took me a long time to do that. As you become more like comfortable with running, do you do you find that you experience the run Disney runs differently? Yes. Yeah, so even for this race, my experience was very different than my last run Disney race. Um, this one I actually went into somewhat injured, um, and so and you know there's these balloon ladies yes. who are like, yeah, so you're gonna need to keep this certain pace with us, with you. Yeah. Um, so. That's the one thing, that's the one downside about the Run Disney races is that you know someone is, you know, trying to get you yeah. to go and finish. They bring balloons though, which is better than most races, I think. True. Absolutely. <laughs> I got the guy on the 10 speed. Uh, yeah. I mean, they're right behind the balloon ladies. The balloon ladies and then the 10 speed people. Uh, the 10 speed people are the ones you really gotta look out for. But yeah, I think for this race, I went into it differently knowing that I was a little undertrained for it. So for this race, it was more of, let's talk myself to each mile. All right, great, you made it to mile eight. Mile nine's right down there. All right, we made it to mile. So I, I did a lot more motivating myself mile to mile awesome. than any race I've ever done. Yeah, running is such a mental game like that, like just to get keep yourself going, you know? Like there's a, I often like will argue with myself whether I'm going to stop or not. And there's always this game like, okay, we'll get this far and then you can make the decision. But right. <laughs> yeah. it's, it's a head game for sure. And not every run is your best run too. Exactly, exactly. But I'm guessing that some of my worst runs, if they were in Disney World, would probably be closer to some of my best runs. <laughs> exactly. And that's the thing, like, 
this was probably my worst run. And yet I'm like, yay, I finished. And I'm gonna go eat food at the Food and Wine Festival. Yes, yes. Uh, can, all right, let's talk about that. Cause uh, did you have any favorites at the Food and Wine Festival? Ooh, yes. So Brazil, Brazil had this crispy pork belly with black beans. Oh, oh my gosh. Fantastic. Yes. <laughs> Fantastic. That was probably the best thing I had there. Second to Canada and their cheese soup. People love the cheese soup. Oh, it's fantastic. It's like heaven in a bowl. Um, did you get to ride uh, Remy's Ratatouille uh, rented there? Oh my goodness. I did not. Oh, sorry, sorry. So <laughs> I got in the virtual queue at one o'clock. Uh-huh. I didn't get called until eight. Mm-hmm. I like dashed back over so I I was at Epcot for a little bit came back I went back to my hotel mm-hmm. to sleep you know 2 30 in the morning mm-hmm. um so <laughs> went to sleep went back to the park and I was like oh I need to make a choice between Remy or Harmonious so I ended up watching Harmonious the the cool thing about wine and dine uh weekend is that if you do the half of the challenge mm-hmm. you get a ticket to the after party so I was like great I'm gonna ride Remy at the after party. Got in line for Remy and the ride broke down. So we just never made it back there. Yeah. What a that's a bummer. I mean it'll be there next time. It'll be there. Yeah. Do what kind of uh rides do you typically gravitate towards in Disney World? Um, all those thrill rides. Like I I love all those thrill rides and then the people mover. Yes. I love the people mover. You just sit on that thing and watch people. It's fantastic. It's so good. And you could ride it during the day, you ride it at night, it's a little different. You get it during the fireworks, that's a bonus. I love it. Exactly. I love it. Mm-hmm. So you said you're going back in April. Going back in April. Is that for a race? Yeah. The springtime surprise. So they got rid of Star Wars weekend. Yeah. And I was supposed to do Star Wars weekend last year. Me but too. Then, you know, yay, COVID. That's the one we were signed up for, yeah. And we signed up for it like during COVID. I'm like, ah, COVID will be over by then. No big exactly. Thing. Like, oh, I know we got this. Okay, you can do it. All right, great. Um, so yeah, um, so we replaced that with a springtime surprise. And so they also have a challenge for this particular race weekend too. So if you run, it's the 5K, the 10K, and the 10 miler. So oh. the, the Tower Terror 10 miler. Oh, right. That's new. That's cool. Mm-hmm. Tower Terror 10 miler. That So the temperature there should, should because they run you really early in the morning, right? So the temperature is yeah. usually not so bad, so hot. Right. We should, we should be okay. Yeah. Hopefully. Are you going to do some parks then too? Oh yeah. Yep. Yep. I'm a pass holder, so I will. Oh, you're a pass holder. Mm-hmm. Oh, cool. How often do you get to go down there? Um, so I just became a pass holder okay. um, in November. So I'm going to try and squeeze three trips out of this pass Solid. Um, before I have to renew it. So. Yeah, that's uh, one day. We'll have some passes. I, I don't know. I think I got to move down there. I think that's like a life, like maybe retire down there or something, get a second job or I was so close. I had got a job offer in Florida. I was like this close to to, to doing it. Yep. Oh, well, it'll happen. We'll both end up down there. Everyone's going to end up down there. I feel like all, exactly. everyone who loves Disney at some point. Is exactly. All right. So I want to run Disney, but I'm kind of on the fence because it's kind of expensive and I just can't seem to make time to do it and blah, blah, blah. Could you sell me on running Disney? Oh, <laughs> So easy. You love Disney, right? So like, yes, I do. here's this chance to see the parks early in the morning. No one's there. It's just you and however many thousands of runners. You get to experience the parks in a whole different way, right? Like you get to see Pandora mm. when it's not filled with thousands of people. Yeah. Um, you get to see the characters i mean it's it's expensive Mm. but it's 100 percent worth every penny and i'm sold thank you (laughs) (laughs) i'm just gonna clip that and play it to myself whenever i like i almost buy it but then i don't i'll just listen to that and you can't think about it you just have to hit okay click commit for going (laughs) i love it i love it yeah is there anything else you want to tell me about uh run disney or disney world anything no i mean goodness if you do go down anytime soon um because i also got to experience the genie plus app mm-hmm, mm-hmm. well worth it yeah i know it's, it's a a bummer to now have to pay for something that 
was free before. Yeah. Um, but it may it also makes a difference yeah. when you're trying to um, you have a short amount of time oh, in the park. That's a good point. If you're leaving early, then yeah. Right. So my last day, last Monday, I was only in the parks for a half day. So I I I bought into the Genie Plus um, and then bought some Lightning Lane passes so I can experience the rides that had like 75 minute waits. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's a great tip. Thank you for that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's, I, I think it's, yeah, I get people being bummed about it, but fast passes, you had to book them in advance. They were hard to get. Yep. And uh, you could get two. And so, you know, you got them, you could use some after you use, you use those two, but that didn't always happen, you know, with Genie Plus people saying, you know, they're getting on like six or seven planes, you know. Yep. I'm, I'm, I'm looking forward to checking it out. Uh, reserve yeah, my judgments. <laughs> All right. Excellent. All right, Sonia, thank you so much for making the time to talk to us today. Thank you. All right. Have a great one. You too. Well, thank you for listening, everybody. I hope you enjoyed today's show. As always, we had tons of fun putting it together. Check out EasyDizit.com for more info about us, to contact the show, or to enter for that $100 but two inspire giveaway. If you'd like to learn more about Run Disney or booking a trip around a Run Disney event, please get in touch. I'd love to help you get you set up for the, the best possible race adventure. All right, until next time, Easy Dizit. Thank you.